Voices of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church in Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. Our Sunday worship is on site and online at 9.30 a.m. And you can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any popular podcast platforms. This week, Pastor Caressa continues our Advent series, Journey to the Manger, with a sermon about Joseph and the angel. Scripture comes from Luke 1, 26 through 38, and is read by Lynn Drennan. Today's scripture reading is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him to the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Well, friends, I have always been intrigued by this story of Mary. Maybe you have too. There she was, pretty but plain, not wealthy but poor, a meek and mild young girl engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. She had had her whole life ahead of her. She had been dreaming about her wedding day since she was a little girl, and the plans were made, the arrangements were set in motion, and in just over a few months, she would be leaving, her ho- leaving the house of her father and beginning a new life with her husband. There she was, sitting on her bed, staring off into the night sky minding her own business when suddenly a great bright light, a heavenly holy light, shined into her room and she blinked and she saw an angel standing before her. And this angel said, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. What would it be like If you were sitting in your room, just minding your own business, maybe reading a book or watching a show, and this heavenly blinding light came in and surprised you. Mary was shaken, as we can imagine. She was confused. Is this a dream? Am I hallucinating? She thought, gosh, this must be a dream. 
but fear not, the angel said. Mary rubbed her eyes and looked again, and before her stood this heavenly being, this winged messenger from God, who said, do not be afraid. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. Found favor? What does that mean, Mary wondered. Why would God pay any special attention to me? And the angel said, Mary, you will conceive and give birth to a son, but not just any son, the son of God. And you will name him Jesus, and he will be great, and he will reign forever. And Mary thought, this must be a dream, or else this angel came to the wrong house. I often wonder what it would have been like to be Mary in that moment with that bright shining light and this angel, this messenger of God just appearing out of nowhere. And then, of all things, telling this young maiden, this virgin young girl that she's pregnant. I would have been like, pregnant? <laughs> You're, yeah, good one, good one, good try, good try, right? Mary's probably saying to herself, what do you mean I'm pregnant? There's no way I'm pregnant. I've never been with a man. I took health class. I know how it works. My mother gave me the birds and bees speech. What do you mean I am going to be pregnant? You must be at the wrong house. But the angel said, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God is going to infuse you. For this child to be born will be holy. How in the world could something like this be happening to a girl like me? I can imagine Mary saying. And then the angel quickly reassures her that Mary, Mary, nothing, nothing is impossible with God. And I think the most amazing thing about this story is in this brief moment with just a few words exchanged, how in the world could Mary even grasp, comprehend everything that this angel was telling her? For it's right after the angel says, Mary, nothing is impossible with God. As if the words were springing from Mary's heart and pouring out through her lips, she says, here I am. Here I am, the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. I don't know that those would have been my words. But Mary remarkably trusts. She automatically says, here I am. And then as suddenly and mysteriously as the heavenly messenger appeared, it was gone leaving behind a wave of awe that just captivated Mary's heart. And then Mary sat. Mary sat and pondered these words and this holy miracle growing inside of her. She could barely believe or even conceive the magnitude of it all. Is what the angel said true, she thought? How can I... Be sure. And then I think it's Mary remembered. 
Mary remembered what the angel said about her cousin Elizabeth, a woman who spent her lifetime agonizing over the fact that she was not able to conceive a child, a woman who well beyond the years of bearing a child now is six months pregnant? Mary thought to herself, if, if Elizabeth is pregnant, then what the angel said about me must be true. I think Mary needed some kind of proof. Wouldn't you? If I was in Mary's situation, I'd be like, all right, angel, I appreciate that. Now, let's back up a little bit. I need a sign. I need a big, big sign here in order for me to believe you. And without even Mary asking for a sign, I think the angel gave her this knowledge that her cousin Elizabeth, well past the age of bearing a child, is six months pregnant. So Mary needed some kind of proof, some kind of confirmation that this just wasn't a hallucination or a dream. If she saw that Elizabeth was pregnant, then she would know. She would know that what the angel said was true. She would know that she is pregnant and carrying this holy child. She would know that this is really, really happening to her. So at daybreak, the soon-to-be mother, engaged but unwed, walked three days on foot. Ladies, if you've ever been pregnant in the first trimester, who would want to walk on foot three days? This is how much she needed to see Elizabeth, to know, to confirm what was happening to her. And so she traveled. And in those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted her cousin Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb And Mary and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed, blessed are you, Mary, among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, Mary, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And then, then Mary burst into song. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the meekness of God's servant. The extraordinary thing to me about Mary is that she was ordinary. God picked an ordinary young woman to do amazing, unbelievable things. Mary was a poor, young, teenage girl. All characteristics that to the people of her day would make her seem unusable by God for any major task. But God did not see what others saw. God did not see what others saw. This favored one would be a special recipient of God's grace. This favored one was someone that God knew 
that God called to this particular role. But with this favor came risk. Mary risked losing Joseph. She risked being ostracized from her family and her friends. Her reputation ruined. Considered crazy because of this story that she was pregnant by God's spirit. And yet, and yet amid the impossibility and risk of it all, amid the swirling feelings of awe and curiosity, caution and courage, trust and bewilderment, even though she didn't fully grasp everything the angel said, Mary says, I'm all in. I'm all in. Mary was not a passive participant. She willingly said yes to God's plan. And in doing so, Mary became a creative partner and an active agent with God. Mary became a creative partner and an active agent with God. As I've studied and pondered and prayed over this miraculous story this week, I think Mary emulates for us the mysterious reality that we are intricately included in God's work. I think this story invites us to think about how we, how you and I, can be creative partners and agents in God's work here on earth. Some people in the past have thought about Mary as someone who this just happened to. But the thing that really resonated with me this week is that she willingly said yes. She said, here I am, God. Let it be with me as you have said. God, I am all in. And how profound it is for someone, anyone, to say, I am all in, O oh God. Let it be with me as you have said. So how are we called to be creative partners and agents with God in God's work in this time, in this place, in this locale. Like Mary, we may not feel qualified or skilled or even ready. I can guarantee you this young teenage girl was not ready for all of the wonders of pregnancy. But she said, I'm all in. We may see ourselves like unlikely candidates for God's service, just like Mary may have seen herself. And we may be wondering, why, God, why, why should, should I receive any special attention? Why are you calling me to do this task, to engage in this work? Well, I believe that God does not call the equipped, but that God equips the called. Now, we may not have angels appearing in our bedroom, if you do, I'd really love to hear that story later. We may not have these grand, bright lights shining and blinding us, a winged messenger coming to us from God, but I wonder, I wonder how God is inviting us into God's work. I wonder if there have been times when we've missed or overlooked an invitation to help, 
to serve, to work with God in a certain way. I wonder how God is calling us today, especially in this Christmas season, whether it's as individuals or as a church, to be those creative partners and agents in what God is already doing. Lately, I've been impressed. I've been impressed by a number of young people making a profound difference in our nation and in our world. Malala became the first young, well, she became the youngest person at age 17 to win a Nobel Peace Prize. She survived an assassination attempt by the Taliban, and she went on to become an education activist for young girls and women. Greta is a young Swedish environmental activist who challenges world leaders, people that are twice, three times, even four times her age, to take action for climate change. Capri, at the age of 11, set out to raise money for orphaned and abandoned children. I think I was playing with Barbie dolls at age 11. I was not thinking about the orphans and the, the children that needed clothing, that needed food, that needed love. And this 11-year-old is empowered to go out and raise money for other children by singing the national anthem in 80 different countries, and she sang it in each of their own languages. I know. Melody and Isabel. They began a simple collection drive for plastic bags. Now, having moved from Texas to Colorado, I have gotten used to, starting to, plastic bags, recyclable bags. But we're talking years ago, these two young ladies had a drive to collect plastic bags. And because of their efforts, it turned into a national initiative to remove plastic bags from beaches, schools, and the communities. When she was eight, Mari, who is a resident of Flint, Michigan, wrote a letter to the president. Again, I don't think I would have been doing that at eight years old. But at eight years old, she wrote a letter to the president urging him to do something about the water issue in Flint, Michigan. And her letter convinced the president to not only visit, but immediately put the crisis in the public eye. I think about Mary. I think about these other young women. And I can't help but think that God can and will use people of all genders and backgrounds, all ages and abilities. I think the story of Mary lets us know that you're never too young or too young at heart. I don't say old. I say young at heart to make a difference to be a creative partner and agent with God. For over 30 years, former First Lady Rosalind Carter dedicated her voice, time, and energy to build and advocate for Habitat for Humanity. In 2009, not to leave the fellas out, a man named Todd Bull designed and built the first little free library at his home. The next year, he gave away 30 little libraries to friends and family in the community so that all people could have access to books. 
And echoing this concept, someone started the blessing box or the little pantry. It's a, a small cabinet with a door that sits on a post near a sidewalk so that people who are in need can go and take what they need discreetly, honorably, can take what they need from the pantry. But for those of us who have more than we need, we can give what we can. Now, these are just a few examples of how we as individuals, as a community, whether young or young at heart, experienced or amateur, confident or uncertain, a longtime member or new to the faith, how God can and will utilize us, just like Mary, to make a difference. The story of Mary invites us to consider how we can be a creative partner and agent in God's work. To have the courage and trust of Mary to say yes. To seek the wisdom and friends of faith like Elizabeth. To take risk and be willing to step out in faith. To be called and equipped by God to do what seems impossible. To make a difference. One person, one task, one moment at a time. And so today, may we prayerfully consider how we can say yes to God. How we can turn to God and say, God, I am all in. Knowing that the Holy Spirit will be with us, just as she was with Mary and Elizabeth to enable us to do and be more than we could ever do or be on our own. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. If you want to know more about New Hope, you can subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, The Midweek Memo, by going to our website and signing up. Friends, may you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, And may you go and love your neighbor as yourself. Go in peace.